welcome to the GoTo Podcast. In this episode, Barrett John Scriver, CTO at OpenValue, gives a quick overview of how he uses the command line to make his work easier, more productive, and even fun. GoTo gathers the brightest minds in the software community to help developers tackle projects today, plan for tomorrow, and create for a better future. Stay up to date with the latest in tech through GoTo's top-rated events held online and in person in cities like Chicago, Amsterdam, London, and Copenhagen, and by subscribing to the GoTo Conference's YouTube channel, where you can find thousands more high-quality dev talks. Learn more at gotopia.tech. May I ask you to do a short introduction of yourself? Yes. So my name is Bert-Jan Schrijver. I'm CTO at OpenValue. We're a Java consultancy company with offices in the Netherlands, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. And I have a background as a uh, Java developer and software architect. I've mainly done, mainly done consulting for 10 to 15 years. I worked as a developer and architect in, in various uh, projects. Um, I'm also active with the Netherlands Java Use Group, the NLJUG, where I'm uh, mainly uh, busy with the organization of a couple of conferences uh, we do. Okay, so... 10, 15 years of professional experience, or even more. So you're an old fox in the forest here. <laughs> um, and the, the reason why I invited you here is that um, I know you can do magic with the command line. And I would like to hear a little bit more about that. But maybe before we dive into this, why? Why command line at all? I mean, this is the year 2021. Do we need command line tools? Yes, uh, it's an interesting question. Uh, obviously, when I started using the command line, uh, there, there was less choice in, you know, visual and point and click uh, tools. So I started using uh, Linux when I was in university. So this is uh, around 98, I think. And I had a friend who was really enthusiastic about Linux and everything you could do with this. And we're talking then about Linux 2.0, maybe 2.2. And he introduced me to this world and I got experimenting with it and used it to, you know, to run a, a server in my uh, in my student uh, house. And then I, I kind of got, got interested in, in command line utilities and which you could, which you could use them uh, for. So I was really uh, amazed by, the, by the, the power of the simplicity of these tools. So typically command line tools are very simple, right? They do one thing, they do one thing, right? And you can string lots of these tools together to, to build basically data pipelines. So I think if we, if we look back that, that uh, uh, what we have now in terms of, of big data pipelines, uh, I think it, it's just, just kind of the next step of what, we, what you could do with, with command line utilities in, in the, the, the late 1990s, uh, so to say. Okay, so is this is this something that um, is evolving or following the time, or is it like nowadays we're talking DevOps and containers and Kubernetes and everything? Did that kind of bring back the need of command line? Or am I completely wrong here? No, I, th I think I mainly use the command line for for three things. Uh, the first thing is is to to be quick. So if I need to to start something quick or look up something quick, typically just typing something in a terminal is faster than, I don't know, opening a web page, clicking, opening a utility. Uh, I think secondly, if I need to do something with data, so I have a log file I need to search in, I have a big data file, relatively big, let's say a couple of thousand lines, I need to search or filter, or I have a file I need to transform, 
typically I also reach out for for command utilities. And third, if I need to automate things. So, you know, as a developer, you typically need to do repetitive stuff. I don't know, like checking 10 machines where they're up, doing a deployment, whatever. And and then using the command line really helps in terms of, of, of automating things and creating scripts uh, and, and making sure that you have more time to, uh, uh, to, to, to be productive because while well, the automation is helping you uh, in spending less time in repetitive tasks. Let me just ask you, if you're really working with, you, you're really a geek working with command line, does that mean that the, the right editor for that, is that still Vim or VI? <laughs> well, I, I like uh, I like Vim because it's available everywhere, right? W- whichever server I log into, whether 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 it's a Mac or a Linux box or or an AIX box or Unix box, it's always there. So uh, it, it doesn't really matter what you use to edit something, but but VI or Vim is typically always there. So I've I've sticked to uh, to using it, and once after using it for five years, I found out how to exit it, and then you can become really productive, right? <laughs> Yes, exactly. But please, please, please help me. Talking about command line, you, we bump into a lot of words um, like POSIX, shell, bash, SED. Uh, help me. Could you please help yeah. me define the landscape here? Yes. So um, if you look at, well, let's look at Linux-based machines. So a Linux machine uh, starts up and the first thing it boots is the kernel. And the kernel is basically the interface between, let's say, the hardware and the operating system utilities. So the kernel makes sure that your keyboard can can uh, can interface with whatever software you run on there. So um, once the kernel starts, the operating system uh, software starts, for example, the network daemon that makes sure that you connect the internet, uh, maybe your, your GUI that make sure that you can use your mouse. And then once you log into a system, uh, a shell uh, starts. And a shell is basically a command interpreter. So uh, POSIX is a standard for these kind of command line utilities. Uh, and Bash is one of the most common uh, shells. So a shell is basically, I'd say, a command line interpreter. Uh, it has a couple of built-in commands. For example, like if you want to change the directory, you type CD. If you want information on something, you can type help. Um, so, so Bash has lots of built-in commands, and Bash can also basically hand over to other commands. For example, a command like uh, set, which is a, a string editor, or grab, which you can use to search or filter. So I'd say that to, to string those all together, um, uh, the kernel makes sure that, 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 it, that it processes your, your keyboard input, then your shell makes sure that you can type commands, and then they can either be handled by uh, the built-in commands in your shell or by commands that are installed as small binaries on your uh, operating system. Which means you could, uh, you could extend this by installing more binaries. Yeah, have, definitely. We, so there's uh, a typically a lot of uh, binaries available by, by default. By any, if you take a, a, a stock uh, Ubuntu system, there's lots of stuff going on there by default. But it's also very easy to to extend, to install other binaries, to create binaries yourself, to create scripts. Because the nice thing with a shell script is that that most shells have an, uh, like a built-in scripting language. So with with Bash, you can create Bash scripts, and a script in itself is also again another uh, program that you can use on the command line. So if let's say that you are you are typing uh, the same five six commands after each other over and over again. You can put them in a script, and then this script becomes another uh, command. And this command can can read input and also produce output. And then you can also string multiple commands together. I think that's the real power of, of using the command line: the ability to to uh, to string multiple commands together and let the output of one command be the input of the second command. Do we have a, a set of favorite extensions? You mean like utilities to, to use? Yeah. 
Um, so utilities I use a lot are um, uh, CUT, which is for printing files, uh, GREP for searching and filtering of files. So you can e either make GREP output specific lines or filter specific lines. Uh, I use uh, CUT, C-U-T, a lot to uh, cut out specific columns. Um, I use a set a lot, which is a string editor, which you can use to do stringy places. Um, and then there are tools like uh, uh, ref, which can reverse a file uh, or reverse a string. Uh, and I'd say that those basic commands allow you to do most of the data manipulations you would do on, on, a, on a single file. For example, let's say that I, I, um, I don't know, I want to email a group of people and I have an, an email somewhere where uh, all the email addresses are in there, but they're scattered with names and, and all the stuff there. So I can take this email, put it in the command line, and then filter out, basically put every uh, every key that's in this file on a single line, and then filter out the email addresses by looking at the the um, the at, for example, and then filtering out duplicates, maybe sorting them, uh, and, and use this to 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 take the number of email addresses and use it for the non mail I'm going to send. Or if you would do this by, ha by hand, it would, well, first of all, it would be a boring task and automating obviously is a lot more fun to do. But secondly, you probably will also be a lot uh, slower. So if you, if you have any kind of data manipulation you need to do, and it's not in the order of magnitude of gigabytes, then typically using just command line utilities can be just as quick as, or probably even quicker than, I don't know, writing a Java program to do so, or, or even using a big data solution like Spark. And that's probably a big overkill because with most data sets we work with, we, you don't need distributed computing, I'd say. What about third-party extensions? Um, well, I like to work mainly with, with standard uh, command chain utilities because uh, if you, for example, if you're automating things, like you're, you're creating a script that helps your team uh, automatically, I don't know, package your application or deploy it to a Kubernetes cluster or whatever. If I'm making this application with specific tools that are running only on my machine, then I need to write installation instructions for them to run it on their machine. And they might not work cross-platform or something. So to give an example, some of the tools that you get on the Linux, Linux box work a, a bit different how they work on a Mac. So there are some you know, cross-platform considerations you need to take uh, there. And the more um, well external uh, tools you use, the more installation work uh, or burden you put on the others who, who want to use your, your scripts or your commands. Yes, there are small differences in the dialects uh, between Linux and Mac. What about Windows? What do Windows users do? Uh, well, there, there, uh, there used to be not so much options. So before, uh, uh, you would either have no alternatives for Windows or you could use SIGWIN, which was somewhat like a, a bash shell you could run on Windows. But with modern Windows version, you have the WSL, which is the Windows subsystem for Linux, which actually works quite well. You just get a, a bash shell and you can use most of the same uh, scripts and commands that you use on a, on a Linux box. Uh, if not, you can always run a um, a Linux VM or a doc container on your machine to make sure that you have a stable uh, Linux platform running on your Windows machine. If I want to learn more about this, what would you suggest? Yeah, it's an interesting question because there's there's a lot to learn. Uh, it depends on how you learn. If you like to uh, read, there are lots of good tutorials about, you know, you can just Google for the, the, the Linux command line. Uh, I did a talk at GoToAmsterdam a while ago. That's up on YouTube. Uh, this is called Mastering the Linux Command Line. So you can watch this talk and you get a lot 
in 45 minutes. Um, on my GitHub, there's a repository, so github.com slash Bertjan. There's a repository called Mastering Linux Command Line, which has lots of interesting uh, commands and some uh, tutorials. And what's always worked best for me is, is just to get started, to, to find a Linux shell somewhere, be it in a VM or a Linux box or whatever, and just start, start exploring commands because most of these commands are fairly well uh, documented uh, themselves. So you can type a minus help uh, to, to get to get info. Uh, you can find a mon page by typing mon command, which will show you the manual. So uh, this this exploring of, of of learning new commands can also help. And obviously, also talking to to maybe colleagues about the use case you have. Hey, trying to do this, how would you approach this? Because typically there are three, four, five, or more ways to do something. I have a feeling that those that really master the command line. That is experienced people like you and you know our generation of software developers. Is this something you feel we should teach at the universities? Yes, I think so. Because um, it does make you a lot more uh, productive and also a lot more uh, powerful. So let's say that you... You have a, you you're running your your Java application somewhere on a Linux box, and something is wrong with this box. Then it helps if you have basic skills to do troubleshooting. For example, look at the process list. Look at uh, does any process use a lot of CPU or memory? Look at uh, the uh, uh, virtual machine stats. Is there lots of I/O going on or I/O wait? What is what is the system busy with? Uh, maybe if the process is hanging, using tools like like S-trace or P-trace to to dive into the Unix process and see is it maybe waiting for some I/O or some file that's that's locked or or blocked. So I think it can help. Uh, apart from you know being more productive in in scripting and uh, and data manipulation, it could also help in better understanding what is my application doing. Uh, and it can also help you get get to places where you otherwise wouldn't uh, wouldn't be able to get. For example, let's say that you want to I don't know you're, you're running a headless end-to-end -end test on a machine somewhere and it doesn't work for some reason and you want to find out how. Well, by using Linux command line, you might be able to set up a a virtual X server on a machine and uh, make sure that the tests run on this virtual server and then open I don't know VNC server and then you can able to jump there. You can maybe use SSH tunnel to jump to the server and then on your own machine you can visibly see what the uh, headless end-to-end -end tests are doing on this remote machine somewhere in a dock container, somewhere in the cloud, somewhere else. So it can actually also help you find out problems that you otherwise wouldn't would be really hard to debug because your test is running somewhere in some container on some cloud environment. You have no idea what's going on there. Thank you. This has been very inspiring. Thanks for popping by. Thank you. Sure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the GoTo Podcast. Head over to gotopia.tech for lots more content from the brightest minds in software development.